Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Doug, time flies. It is amazing. The hour goes very quickly. And for that reason, we want to get the phone numbers out right now. If you want to be a part of the program today, it is simple. Call or text 651-461-9226. That is 651-461-9226. Doug, I hope you're well. Yes, uh, been an interesting week. I thought that we would have more shortages with the chip shortage, but it seems like um, car makers are having more trouble than some of the technical equipment. I'm, I'm amazed. Not to, not to say that it isn't there, because it is. People buying toys are having trouble. I, um, I just expected more more uh, of a of a an effect from this and it's it's good though i guess yeah and uh, good luck trying to find an xbox we oh brought, they're bad yeah we we brought that up before they they just cannot be found um it is one of those things and over the years we've seen uh competition for the hot toys but good luck trying to get an xbox in time for christmas and and it's been like that for a while. And I know uh, the the Sony PlayStation, the latest and greatest there, and then of course Microsoft and their Xbox. Those are really really hot and in very short supply. Oh, I know it. And and in fact, it's so bad that um, they're talking about doing a crossover now for part of the operating system, so they'll run like on PCs under Windows. That that should be interesting. But I I think it's a little bit too late for this season. And they're hoping that this straightens out because, you know, these devices are, they're phenomenal little devices. They really are. I, I think that a lot of the games with Xbox will hinder people from actually running it on any other platform but an Xbox, which makes sense from a marketing standpoint. But I think that it might actually hurt the game makers as well. So it's, um, it's interesting, the, some of the things that are coming out of this shortage. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, automobiles in very short supply, that's for sure. That trend expected to continue. But if you think about it, we're we're not just talking about, say, for instance, pure uh, computer chips that, uh, you know, would, for instance, run your laptop or your desktop computer. But, But there is a lot of chip technology in just about every device in your vehicle. So they are loaded with, with with different types of chips, but they're not necessarily the same chips that you would have, say, for instance, in a Mac or in a laptop, for instance. Oh, that's exactly correct. And cars 
there are a number of computers. I can't remember the exact number, but I, I heard something like in my rogue, there's like 87 different computers working together. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty complex thing. I, um, I, I look forward to this thing getting over, but what surprised me was uh, several of the factories in China closed down because of COVID. They just shut down, which I, I think was kind of strange. And it, I would think you could separate people and keep them separated and keep the thing going. I, most businesses attempt to do that because, but there were several of these chip manufacturers that they just closed down because of COVID. It's, um, I, I, I'm not certain how to take all this. By the way, our number is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Real quick about the gaming consoles, the PS or the Xbox. These, these are amazing machines. Um, they, they're not traditional laptops or whatever, but they are very powerful computing devices. There is no doubt about that. Oh, they are indeed. You know, I don't think most people realize exactly what they're getting with these things. There, well, like your your PlayStation. So the first ones that came out, you could use them for a DVD. You could connect them to the internet and actually watch movies over them. And I think that's been pretty standard throughout most of these game boxes. I don't know if Xbox does. It probably does. But it's um, it, they're fantastic machines. I, I think that when the first ones came out, they were running a little warm, and people got so they were doing things to keep them cool and. I think they pretty much solved that issue. It's um, it's interesting to see just what can be done with those. When you set up 100, 200, 300 people all working real-time online, that's phenomenal technology. All right. Uh, by the way, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. It is Tag Talk. Doug, good enough to join us for the entire hour. And uh, you, you can call the program or text the program. We always get a lot of texts, but uh, you're welcome to call the studio, and Carrie will put you through. Carrie Klatt is our producer, as always now, on a Saturday here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's start there. Lawrence and Edina, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Gentlemen, good morning. So, Doug, just so you know, we had a similar conversation about a year and a half, two years ago when I bought my iMac. I wanted to make sure I did it right, and you steered me in the right direction. So, Oh, good, 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 I went, good. I, I went to upgrade my MacBook Pro recently and couldn't upgrade it. And when I checked the age, it was actually a lot a lot older than I thought. Um, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm uh, deciding on a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air and thought I'd check with you to see what I definitely want is the M1 chip, but I don't know if there are pros and cons of one versus the other. Oh, there are. Yeah, the M1 chip is a phenomenal chip. Yeah, you know, to put the operating system on the chip, it, it's there. But there's an awful lot of software that you may be using today that might not run on that M1. It's going to be pretty specified, special software for, for the M1. I'd, I would have, have to ask you when you were updating, are you trying to upgrade to... Um, to Big Sur? Is that the, I think it's 11-something or other? Whatever I believe so. I try, to, yeah, I try to keep the yeah. iMac and the MacBook Pro in sync. Uh, that, that, might, you might, that might be taking a fork. Uh, if, if, um, if that MacBook that you have, if your MacBook Pro, if it's running well, 
and you get a new computer, I'd like to take a look at that MacBook Pro. I, um, I, I'm not so certain that you might not want to keep that one in addition, but it, Big Sur is actually built, or it was supposed to be programmed right from the ground up for the M1. And I know that there was actually two versions of that, one for the Intel, uh, and of course the other one, the, uh, um, the M1 chip. So it's, um, but Big Sur, I played around with that a little bit, and I don't know if I had a Mac, if I would be so quick to update it with an Intel chip. I'm looking forward to see how it runs on an M1. And I played with some M1s, but I haven't had an extensive time with them. But um, as far as a, a new one, you know, you know the difference between a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro. But the MacBook Airs, they're nice little computers. They are absolutely gorgeous. You wouldn't have any problem with either one of those. I, I, I think that, uh, give that some serious thought. If the only problem you're having is trying to coordinate the two, that you might want to look into a little bit more of the restrictions on the M1, if you're, especially if you're doing desktop software, desktop publishing, um, some kind of audio. That's going to become real specific to that particular M1 chip. And software developers will be responding, but it can get kind of costly when you're replacing all of the software and the hardware all at the same time. Uh, take your time. It's good to hear from you, and, and I hope that helps. All right, very good, Doug. Uh, let's go to the phones one more time before a quick break. Uh, Hetty in Minnetonka, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Oh, Hetty, I know who you are. How are you doing? <laughs> you sure do. You better. <laughs> yeah. What's up, kiddo? Okay. Well, we are having a problem with the um, our, our computers are connected to the Internet, but our phones say that um, we have weak security on the the take TKIP is not. Secure. Oh, yeah, I will call you later and we'll take care of that. You just need to up it on your um, on your Wi-Fi. Um, that shouldn't be an issue at all. Now, did this all happen all at once? Because if it did, somebody must have changed your routers. Uh, no. We got a new. Doug, we, this is Brian. We've got a, new, a different router here about ah. a year ago. And, oh. you know. Ah. Well, been well as, soon as, this show is, as soon as we're done with the show here, I'll give you guys a call, and we'll get you straightened out in a matter of minutes. All right, Hedy, thanks for the call. We'll sort that out later. By the way, if you want to reach Doug, you can do so, and we'll have his phone number and email at the end of the program. We have a lot of text lined up here on Tech Talk. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, we got a good question. What is the best uh, browser? And we'll get Doug's oh. thoughts on that coming up after the break here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk with Doug continues through 3 o'clock here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Uh, turned out to be a lovely day, snow overnight, got that cleaned up, and the sun is out right now. Uh, so uh, here, here we go, a week to go until Christmas, and it looks like the uh, travel weather is going to be good. We'll have an update on that weather in about 10 minutes, so stick around for that. Before we go to the text line, let's go to the phones. Uh, Mike, in minute time, okay, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hey, hi. How are you doing, guys? Good. Good, thank you. All right. Say, um, I've got a HP laptop running Windows 10, which I've run for a number of years now, and it did an update this morning, normal update, and I just let her go through. 
then when I turn the machine back on after the update, uh, all of a sudden I can't get into any of my files. And I've got a critical Excel file that I need to access all the time. It's got a lot of data in it. Um, and what it tells me is I get a first time I've ever seen this, I get a red flag in the middle of the screen that says um, Office, updating Office, please, please wait a moment. Well, then that gives away, goes away and I get uh, an application error message that says this application was unable to start correctly. Click OK to close the application. So I can't get into any files, like Word or Excel. Oh, it keeps giving me those wow. messages. Oh, this is not good. Um, the first thing that I would suggest is that you take the battery out of this laptop, shut it down, take the battery out, unplug it from the electrical, turn it back so you can open it up, and gently push your power button on like you're turning it on and hold it down for 20 seconds. Give it a couple of minutes to just to rest, uh, plug it back in, and fire it up and see what you have. It, very possible that will re-trigger and come. You got an update problem here that these are never easy we don't know what it is that's been affected or how uh now if that file was critical this would be a, a great time for you to have a a, a linux dvd a bootable linux dvd because you could boot your computer in linux and at least go find the file and get it so you could go back to work uh, this is a little bit more complex than we should probably be taking on the radio but that would be my first start if you have to force safe mode, you can actually force safe mode by tapping your F8 key as soon as it turns on and it gets past the HP menu. It comes up with the logo on the front, and as soon as you see that, you start tapping that F8 key. Sometimes you can force safe mode. If you can get it into safe mode and it, you'll come up to a desktop, that would be huge because you could actually get into your computer and you could uninstall that update. And I'm not certain if it's actually the update that's corrupted or the files that were corrupted on your computer before the update came in. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit bigger than what I thought. So um, try those two things. If that doesn't work, give me a call and I'll see if I can give you a hand. That's not good news. This is why we always want to have, in my opinion, a secondary operating system and have our files saved up in the cloud so we got access to them no matter what. Your data at this point becomes the issue. And that is really your, going to be your, your main focus until you get this corrected. I, I wish I had better news and a quick fix, but this one's not a quick fixable. This right. is, uh, is going to take some work. All right, Mike, uh, good luck with all of that. Let's go to Joe and Olivia. Joe, you're on Tech Talk. Hello. Yes. Um, my laptop, um, if it's not connected, when it's connected to the Internet, it's like somebody else has got control of it. And what is up is S-U-P-E-R-M-O. And once I'm connected to the Internet, of course, this laptop's wireless connection, then somebody else has got control of it. And yeah, yeah that's Supremo. Supremo is remote control software. Um, you, you, I would actually, disc, if it goes to the Internet automatically, you might actually need to shut off your Internet and boot your computer and, and get that off there. I would suggest that you, if you don't have it already and you have another device, that you jump on the Internet and you get the Geek Uninstaller, G-E-E-K, Uninstaller. By the way, the guy that wrote that's from Minnesota. Download the free version and get that out of there. Supremo is, um, 
it, it was started out as a good product. I do believe it's a good product, but it just appears to me that a lot of the, the old school hackers are just on this thing. And I'm not certain how they're getting it installed on people's computers, but I've, I've been hearing this more and more the last several weeks. And if you have trouble, give me a call and I'll walk you through this. But Bert, get rid of that, and that should solve your problem. I hope that helps. Okay, yeah, that that I I know you remote into c- people's computers all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, you um, and, and you brought up Geek Uninstaller in the past. You've talked about Revo Uninstaller, R E V O, handy tools for sure to get things off your computer that you don't want. But but you got to make sure that. Um, you know, you're you're not uh, uninstalling the wrong things. You got to be a little careful with this stuff. Oh, absolutely! And uh, the Geek Installer, I really like this. And it's just geekuninstaller.com. This is a this is a tremendous product. I, I can't I can't say enough good about the quality of work that this gentleman has done to put this program together. It's a beautiful piece of work. Um, it goes as deep as Revo. I think it's easier to use. Okay. Uh, you can still do force uninstalls. It's just a dynamite product. Okay. Uh, one more quick call before the break. Then we promise we will jump to the text line following the weather break here in a couple of minutes. Let's go to Jeff from Marina and St. Croix. Jeff, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Uh, say, I have a Sony Vio laptop, which has Vista on it which I would like to upgrade to uh, Windows 7. And now I also have a Dell desktop, Inspron 560, that has Windows on it, but uh, it either has a bad power supply or a bad motherboard. I can't quite figure out which. And uh, I was wondering if I could take the, uh, the reload disk from the Dell desktop and use that with the product key to install it on the Sony laptop. No, that's not possible. Um, Microsoft has this thing put together in such a way to where we used to think this way. Software was kind of like uh, a cassette tape with music. You could play it on a stereo. That's not the way software works today. Software, when you install software, it's married to that hardware. That plus the fact that Microsoft actually creates, or programs, I should say, individual windows for individual manufacturers and individual models. So it would not be possible. What I will say, however, I would love to get a hold of either one of those machines, put a quick install of Linux Mint on there, and say, here, just try this for a couple days. Tell me what you think. You'd forget all about trying to try. And Windows 7, you're going to have trouble installing that. And it's never going to get an update. And it's, it's just not appropriate at this point. But Linux would be a perfect alternative for both these machines. Uh, Give me a call next week, and we'll chat about that. I I hope that helps. 229, time for a break. We'll get an update on that weather. Take a look at this holiday week, short work week. Christmas Eve on Friday, Christmas Day, one week from today. By the way, no tech talk. We're taking the day off on Christmas. We will talk to you on New Year's Day, certainly if Doug's available. 229, the weather, and then more in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Time flies. Hard to believe it's Christmas. I, I work with some people during the week that can't get over the fact that, yes, uh, there's just a week to go until we get to Christmas, and then another week to the end of the year in 2022. Uh, time 
does indeed fly. And this hour goes quick. So if you want to visit with Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, 651-461-9226. Kerry Klatt is our producer. And if you call the studio, Kerry will put you through. And we've already had a number of calls. But uh, as promised, uh, let's get to the text line. Uh, Doug, let's start with uh, the first text of the hour. It came in right at the beginning of the show. Does the Tor browser, T-O-R, have a built-in VPN? What do you know about that? I, I don't know if it's necessary. The Tor is actually kind of a, kind of a community VPN, to, so to speak. But the Tor browser, that's, a, that's an, um, an anonymous browser. I think everybody should have it on their computer. And anytime you use a VPN or something like Tor that is going to be anonymous or somewhat anonymous, it is absolutely going to decrease your, your Internet speed. Uh, depending on how your system is set up, that could be as much as 30 to 40% of your speed. Now, that once you get used to that, you'll be okay. It's going to be solid. But that's just a fact of life with VPNs and, and the Tor browser. I like the Tor browser. I, uh, I try to put it on every machine that I work on, on Linux for sure, and they've got versions for Mac and Windows, and people should really read about the Tor project and the Onion project and get familiar with this. This is a good thing, very good thing. And you're going to be hearing an awful lot about VPNs coming up this year again. And this is going to be a huge, huge market, I believe. And I just don't know if people are going to be able to, to set them up correctly so they're 100% safe. I don't even know if there's such a thing as being 100% private on the Internet anymore. I don't think there is. And you can get close. Big thing is, is to protect your data and to protect your, your, the quality of your service. But this is a, not an easy question at all. But do investigate the Tor project. It's a great project. And I hope that helps. Yeah, very good. That, that uh, brings us to another question. Uh, is Firefox the fastest browser? Um, and how, how would you tell? Does it really matter that much? I mean, I, I use Chrome a lot. I use Firefox. There are other browsers that I use, but those, those are one and two in my world. Yeah, I think they are in most people's world. And, you know, the, 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 the concept of speed and browsers has really taken a turn over the last five to ten years. There's so little difference in speed that, that it really it's difficult to say. One day one might be, one day the next one might be. The big thing is, is how you've got that browser configured. How many extensions are you running? Extensions could kill your performance. And when you get into the configuration file, and everybody should go into their settings, and uh, from time to time, you don't have to do it all at once, but learn about what these things are being set to, how you're getting your browser set up. Am I shutting off the browser when I exit the browser? That's built into every configuration on browsers that every browser I work with anyway, built right into the settings. I don't want browsers running in the background. I don't think people would uh, have that happen if they knew what was going on. And so that's one big issue. But a bigger issue is the number of extensions. Extensions can be a tremendous thing. I propose that people should have a privacy badger from the Electronic Freedom Foundation. That's a great extension. If you happen to need a pop-up blocker, you might want to put that in, but do some research on those too, and they change. There's no one one that's perfect today that'll be perfect a month from now. They're, they've, it's being rearranged all the time. 
but I keep my browsers clean. I think one of the fastest browsers that I've discovered and most consistent is uh, the Iron Browser, I-R-O-N, from SRWare. And that was actually built on FreeBSD, but the Mac version, Windows version, Linux version, FreeBSD, Unix version, that's going to become very popular coming up. Brave is still my go-to browser. And Firefox, well, not too much you can say about Firefox. It's an old standard, but she's a sweetheart. They just took a huge jump forward in technology with speed and performance and security. I think, too, that everybody should be, and the Brave browser, just so you know, uh, Steve, has DuckDuckGo baked right into it. Coming from the factory, you set go into your browser search engines, select Brave, and it's almost done. That's one of the big things, too. And your startpage.com, either one of those start uh, browsers or either one of those um, uh, search engines, in addition to Google, is a great, great team. Browsers are going to be popping out like crazy coming up this year. It's a tough question to answer. And it really, different websites are going to render at different speeds. I don't even know how you'd measure it these days, other than to, yeah. well, you better be prepared to spend some serious time. And big thing is, is your internet speed has, has become such an issue that it's increased so much over the last years. Browser speed really doesn't matter near as much as browser safety. Uh, but that's my opinion, and I hope that helps. Uh, from our text line, uh, why is AMD putting one fan on top of uh, and one at the bottom of their GPU? I'm not, not familiar with the configuration, but uh, why two fans? Oh, well, be cooling. Uh, it's a simple answer to that. They want to keep them cool. And hardware configurations, there are just a plethora of them out there. And the AMD, many people who buy an AMD buy it with the purpose to overclock. They want to push this thing as hard as they can. The more you overclock, the more you need to cool. And I think that both air cooling and liquid cooling for some of these things are going to get to be quite the issue. I've always been kind of old school with this. I stay with air cooling. You can get them to do really nice things with air cooling. I think... Air cooling actually adjusts up and down faster than liquid cooling, even though it, and it was supposed to be that liquid cool is supposed to be like dead silent. It isn't. There, there's some trade-offs for either one, but no question, that configuration has to do with cooling. Probably putting it on them chips that go to 5.5 gigahertz. Oh, rocking machines. And I hope that helps. All right. Uh, here's, here's one in the Wayback Machine. I bought an e-machine years ago, and it served me well. Do they still sell them? Uh, well, that's the, quite a history with the e-machine. I like the e-machines as well. Their goal when they first started was to be the best computer you could buy at the least amount of money. And they did pretty well for several years, but that philosophy inevitably put them out of business. When they were floundering, Gateway bought them. And, of course, Gateway was... I think almost floundering at the time that they bought it. And we don't see any new e-machines at all anymore. Yeah, if 2013, not, I just searched. The, yeah. the final year was 2013 for the e-machine. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Tar Tiger Direct actually picked up the warranty work without even being asked and was doing work that they weren't even getting paid for. To I think they sold a ton of e-machines. It was their, was their motivation there. Uh, but I haven't seen a new e-machine. Well, 2013, that'd be about right. 
Um, if that's what you Googled, I, I have no reason to question that at all. Um, but no, and it's sad, too. They were a great machine, great machines. Uh, people thought that they were kind of on the cheaper side because they were less money, but overall, dependability and performance, they were a dynamite computer, especially for what you paid. By the way, if you want to get a text to us, 651-461-9226. Or if you want to call the studio, same number, and Carrie will put you through, 651-461-9226. Uh, we, we've got a follow-up from earlier in the program. We talked about an uninstaller program. Uh, in the past, we've talked about Revo, R-E-V-O, but you've mm-hmm. got another one. What's that uninstaller program, Doug? Yeah, that's uh, it's called the Geek Uninstaller, G-E-E-K, kind of like the Geek Squad, Geek Uninstaller, and it's geekuninstaller.com. Great uninstaller. Now, the Revo Uninstaller was originally written by a company called Pureform, same people that produce um, uh, Recuva for recovering files, same company that created CCleaner, and they were bought out, I, I want to say by Avast or AVG, one of them, can't recall, I'm sorry. Uh, but they're still going strong too. That that it's a part of an antivirus company at this point. But, but they're doing well. They had a little trouble being, I think, a little pushy to get people to buy. But they backed off on that now, and they started making money right away as soon as they got friendly again. So it's a um, it's a good thing. Either one of those are great uninstallers. I prefer the Geek uninstaller. It's just easier to work with, easier to run. One button, uh, and you can still do the force things if it doesn't show up in the column. But it's a great product. G-E-E-K-U-N-I-N-S-T-A-L-L-E-R.com. Dynamite product. Uh, from our text line again, uh, can you put Linux on a Mac? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a little bit more of an effort. Cause, uh, as you know, uh, the, the operating system for Mac was originally built on FreeBSD, and it's, you cannot think of it as open source software anymore. That that has become completely proprietary. And Wozniak did a tremendous job on OS X. Um, Big Sur, I don't see any problem with that either. You can, uh, But you got to jump through some more hoops getting past the EFI, and that's the boot sector. Apple will not give up, will not release any kind of a... Uh, um, control over the boot sector. That master boot record is huge in keeping your computer safe and sound. But, oh, absolutely. I put Linux on a Mac and have a dual boot with Linux and Mac both, and that little menu comes up and you ask, Linux, by the way, on, on an Apple machine, on a Mac, oh, man, does that run. Run, 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 run. People, people will just love it, absolutely love it. 244, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with a big one, so get ready, Doug. And uh, here it is. I got a warning from Google that I have too much old email, and the account will be closed. I've never heard of such a thing. We'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Talk final segment of the program. The hour flies by. Doug Swindhart is in 651-461-9226. Good for a caller text. We had a lot of calls early. Now we're uh, getting through all those texts that have 
uh, built up. All right, Doug, let's get into this. Uh, I got a warning from Google. I have too much old email. Account will be closed. So I have deleted 90%. Must I also delete sent mail and starred mail? You know, this is really bizarre. I, 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 I don't think I've ever heard of them saying that your account's going to be closed. I've never heard uh, that either. No, Gmail has 15 gigabytes of space, which you can actually see in Google Drive, which if you've got Gmail running in a browser, um, there's a, a, a small little gear up in the one corner that you hit this baby and up it comes. It, it looks kind of like, well, there's like uh, nine dots in a square. And if you hit that square, you'll see Google Drive and contacts and maps. You can save 15 gigabytes for each Google account up here. Now, if they're putting all kinds of stuff up there, that that's going to do it. The only time I've ever seen this is sending limits. You can send 100 a day, which doesn't have anything to do with your CC or your BCC. So you get, they all have 100 as well in addition. But what they're trying to do here is they're limiting spammers. Because people will get on and they'll start up a Gmail account. They'll have 10,000 people and they want to send them something every day. Well, if we all did that, we'd collapse the Internet. And let's keep in mind, this is a, a free program here that you got going for email. But I don't know. This is something. Something's off here. Something's way off. My original Gmail account, I have never deleted a message out of there. And I was within, I think, the first couple thousand Gmail accounts. It's just my Swinhart at Gmail. It just goes and goes and goes. I think I still got 12 gigs of space on there. But I don't back up to Google Drive with that one either. It just depends on what you got going on. I think it's more complex than, than this. I just bothers me that it says they'll close the account. That's the part I don't care for. Something's wrong with that. Absolutely. Your feeling there is right, I think, Steve. Yeah, it, it seems very unusual. I've never seen anything like that. You've had a Gmail account since the very early days. Mm-hmm. I, I've had one for years. I, I don't ever remember having to go in and delete email or anything. Now, now granted... I, I pay a little every month for more storage uh, on my Google Drive. So so I'm, I'm sending them a little money every month. It's not a lot. Oh, I, it's a few bucks. I'm pretty sure we're all going to get to that point real soon. Um, with uh, Google Apps um, and my Gmail account, I actually got in during the beta test period, and you had to be invited from somebody who already had one, and then you could uh, t- partake. Uh, but it just it's just been... I never dreamt it was going to turn into what it did, but, well, Gmail is Gmail. It's a great, great product. But this guy is getting this thing, This we're going to close your account notice. That's unusual. I would, first question out of my mind was, have you been using this to market? If you've been doing that, that would be that would be one area. If you ever get classified as a, as a spammer or somebody that takes advantage of the Internet, that's not good. And if you have a domain name that gets blacklisted, that's really bad. Everything with that business is going to go through to get that domain name unblacklisted with Google and all the powers. Oh man, is that a chore? Yeah, it's a chore. It takes like two years, <laughs> and and then there's still remnants of it later. So be cautious with this. Common sense. We always want to use some common sense with this and realize that there's a lot of people in the world, and we all have to share. And that's kind of the the, the internet philosophy and mindset, if you will. We have to have that. Um, but something's wrong with this one. We're going to close your account, the first message? That just doesn't seem like Google. Yeah, that that, that seems very unusual. Do do a deeper dig 
mm-hmm. on that one for sure. Um, once again, could you please say and spell the name of the uninstall program that you talked about earlier? Um, I don't know how much more we can say it. We'll do it again as a courtesy. Sure. Geek Uninstaller. G-E-E-K Uninstaller is, is the one we talked about earlier in the program. A um, couple other quickies. Can LeBray be installed on an Amazon Fire 10 tablet? And, and LeBray is WordPress, sensing spreadsheets, etc. I don't know. I would have to try that. I've never attempted that. Um, I, I I would think that I don't think you can. Uh, I, the software that that you get with the Fire, my experience with the Fire is pretty limited. But I have played with them a little bit. Um, almost all of it seems they have to come right straight from Amazon, and it's a it's a computer kinda. But that that Firebox, it's more of a. Um, well, it depends on what they're doing with it. Probably they probably got the TV thing going. I believe. Uh, or they've got the readers there. Amazon changes their names with all that stuff too. So yeah, it used to be a Kindle, and now they've got the Firebox. And I've got a Fire Stick, but they're really more for cable cutters. I don't think I would want to do that. I can't. Not sure why they would want to do that. I, I don't know. I I couldn't answer it properly, Steve. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that that's all good. Um, Doug, let's. Uh... Hit a couple real quickies before we run out of time here on the program on our text line. Once again, Tech Talk will take Christmas Day off. We will be back on New Year's Day. Hopefully your schedule allows, Doug, uh, for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got a brand-new HP laptop coming very soon. What is your recommendation for virus protection? If someone's getting a new machine, Doug, what would you put on it? Oh, I would probably be taking a look at one one of two. I would either be putting malware bytes on or uh, E-Nod32 by ESET. That both those are just absolute top shelf. And I think that it's absolutely necessary. And HP is done, oh, they're doing good equipment. I, I bet this individual is really anxious to get the, their fingers on this. And they should be. HP's putting out some nice product. Uh, yeah, he, he probably ordered it right from HP Direct and got built just for him and or her. I think it's going to be a nice machine one way or another. But I would go... Probably uh, malware bytes, uh, or like I say, ESET, E932, and that's really all you need is inter- is uh, antivirus and internet protection. I wouldn't get too carried away with the aftermarket products. Uh, I they, they all of antivirus security people are seem to be getting a little carried away with these add-on sales, and I don't want to cut anybody's throat, but I just don't think most of it's necessary. And I hope that helps. And uh, Doug, uh, before we well, we're really tight on time. I don't think we're going to be able to get to anything else. But uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. We will talk to you uh, in two weeks, and uh, it'll be a new year. Excellent. I'll I'll talk to you then, Steve, and thank you so much. Yeah, and Doug, phone number and email real quick. Oh, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. 651-552-9543. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Happy holiday. All right. There he is, Doug Swindahart, joining us here on News Talk, E3OWCCO and Skin. We will take Christmas Day off. We have a lot of great holiday programming Christmas Eve and throughout the day on Christmas Day. So we'll be back in two weeks in 2022. Big thanks to Kerry Clatt. And, of course, we have all the news, all the weather coming up here momentarily 
at 3 o'clock. Then we'll get started on the Sports Saturday. Uh, the Wild have another game postponed due to COVID-19. This time it's the Florida Panthers. We'll get into that with Dane Mizutani of the Pioneer Press following the news and weather here on CCL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 